0: Don't forget to complete the registration form to have access to all of the pertinent details and activities leading to our homecoming concert on August 19th.
1: Homecoming is a tradition that we all know and love. It's an opportunity for us to call back former members to a place that we all call home. And to celebrate our 100th
2: year anniversary, we're calling all former Zion Hill Music Ministry members back.
1: We're talking about the Zion Hill Music Ministry Centennial Celebration. It's gonna be a star-studded event, a concert that you won't wanna miss.
2: And we're gonna be doing some of your favorite songs from the past, including Leaning on Jesus. And "Right Division," And many more.
1: So all former members, make sure that you register to be a part of the Youth or Sanctuary Reunion Choirs. And audience, we hadn't forgotten about you either. You can scan the QR code to make your request known for any song that you wanna hear from back in the day. So
2: August 19th, 6 p.m., all roads, lead to Zion Hill.
1: We'll see you on the red carpet. Hey,
0: hey. Hello, everybody. Sister Jessica here to kick off our 100 days to Zion Hill Centennial Celebration. That's right. We will be kicking off our 100th year anniversary with a ton of activities leading up to the big day. And boy, are we excited. What a time to be alive for this once-in-a-lifetime experience. Our prayer is that God be glorified and the people of God be unified by being the light of this world, a city that's set on a hill. 100 years of shining the light bright. And here's how you can participate. We will expound on our Be The Light campaign, 100 years of shining the light in the month of June by being the light of our church. In July, being the light by serving. In August, being the light in our community. And finally, in September, being the light by giving. Be sure to stay connected with us and visit us at all of our social media platforms to stay informed about all the activities happening over the next 100 days. Thanks for listening to this week's announcements. Let's get ready to worship. And until next time, we'll see you at the top.
3: Praise God from whom all blessings flow.
0: Oh, it's an honor and a
3: privilege to be in the temple on tonight, on this morning. We thank God for your presence here on today. Welcome to Zion Hill, 312 Hunter Street, Pineville, Louisiana. Dr. Joshua Jardaire Sr. is our senior pastor. Oh, we welcomed you today to lift up holy hands. Oh, it's welcome to, for you to lift up your holy hands. You're welcome to say hallelujah and thank you, Jesus, because God has been too good to us. His grace, His mercy, His divine protection. I know that's the reason you came, so you can come into the temple and fellowship with one another and give God. Shout glory on today. Glory on today. He has healed us. Hey, he has set us free. Thank you, Jesus. We thank God for salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. We speak a perfect shalom in this atmosphere. We speak your peace, oh God, in this atmosphere, God. Oh, Father God, we come to the throne of grace boldly that we may obtain your mercy this morning, God. Father, we thank you, God, for a brand new mercy. Morning by morning, new mercy we see. And, Father, we say thank you. We thank you for your grace. Even when we weren't worthy, God, we say thank you for your grace. We thank you for your unmerited favor towards us, God. When our back was against the wall, God, and we couldn't see no way, God. Lord, we thank you for your favor that you pulled us out just in the nick of time. Thank you. Father, when we wanted to let go, oh, thank you, God. hey, Jesus, you held us close, God. You kept us in our right mind this week, God. You kept our limbs moving this week, God. You kept us with a voice to talk, God. Lord, we don't want the rocks to cry out for us this morning. Lord, you've done too much. (laughs) When I haven't done enough, God, you've done more than enough. I can't afford not to say thank you. Father God, in this service, oh God, someone came broken. Lord, don't let them leave broken. Lord, let this choir minister to their soul, God. Let Pastor have a word of God that'll give them hope again. Yes, that they'll leave whole, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, somebody's standing in the crossroads of life and don't know which way to go. Oh God, but put their eyes, let them zoom into Jesus. Let them touch, the the, the Holy Spirit touch them and they intertwine oh God and you give them guidance. Lord, we thank you today. Somebody coming with a, a report that they need to be healed, God. We know Jesus is the healer. By your stripes, God, you've already healed us, God. Oh, God, let us turn loose all these strongholds that Jesus already went on the cross for. Oh, today we're letting it go. We're free, oh, God. We surrender all, withholding nothing. In the name of Jesus. Breathe on this service, oh, God. Lord, we pray for those that are watching online, God. Bless them at their point of need, oh, Father, God in the name of jesus let us continue to walk upright before you and be obedient father god father god forgive us of all of our sins and our transgressions. lead us not into temptation but deliver us lord deliver us from all sin and evil for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory and the people of god said,
2: And while you're saying amen, can you go ahead and stand on your feet if God has been good to you this week and all through your life. Can you make some noise right there? Hallelujah. Come on, you can clap your hands like this. It
4: says, I will bless the Lord at all. His praises You continue be in my mind No matter what I see or how I feel As long as I'm breathing Oh yes, I'm breathing I'll bless the Lord As long as I'm breathing Oh yes, I'm breathing I'll bless the Lord
2: Has God blessed anybody today? If He's blessed you Can you testify and
4: say I will bless the Lord and His praise. shall continually be in her heart. mind. No matter what I see or how, no how I feel. Yeah. As, long as, as long as I'm breathing. Oh, yes, I'm breathing. I'll bless the Lord. As long as I'm breathing. Oh, yes, I'm breathing. The Bible says, oh, magnify the
2: Tell somebody, can you bless the Lord with me? Tell somebody
4: else, can you bless the Lord with me? Come and sing. I will bless the Lord bless at all times. Time and it's great, and it's great until you need be in my mind. No matter what I no see or how I feel heart heart on the inside, I command my soul to bless you, God. oh. Everybody oh. magnify.
2: to myself if you can testify that he's been good can you just lift your hands and tell him he's
4: a good God you are a good God you are a good God God. you're a good God God you are good good you are. sings a we If you don't do it, it just won't be done. So, Lord, do it for me.
5: Sometimes
2: I get desperate and I say like this, I say,
4: Lord, fix it for me. anybody know that only god can do it oh fix it for me oh thank you jesus because lord i have a promise.
5: to do something right Put your hands together for Jesus. Come on, make some noise in this place. Come on, we come to worship the Lord. Make some noise. Hallelujah. Open your mouth and tell the Lord thank you. Open your mouth and tell the Lord thank you. Open your mouth and tell the Lord thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He inhabits the praise of his people. Hallelujah. You want to get the Lord on the scene, open your mouth and begin to praise and worship him. Hallelujah. 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 It's actually the most important part of the service. Amen. When it's time to give. Come on, get excited. It's time to give. Hallelujah. It's time to receive actually Amen, because the only way you receive is through your giving. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Mark said God confirms his word with signs following. Amen. Meaning after the word of God, something's going to happen. Amen, amen. So Paul writes, he would sow it sparingly shall reap sparingly. He that soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. Anybody want to reap bountifully? Amen. I want more than enough. Amen. Amen. I spend like I'm bougie. I'm really not, but amen. I need Money, Come on, somebody say money. Amen. Amen. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Somebody say me. Amen. Amen. That you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. I don't know about you, but my spirit be jumping inside of me when I hear stuff like this. Amen. Amen. So God, the more you give, the more you receive. Amen. So quit being tight and give. Amen. I'm gonna tell you an old joke that I'm gonna, amen that I'm through. Amen. They asked the they asked the hundred dollar bill where it been, and it had been to the casino, to the mall. Amen. Then they asked the dollar where hit that bend and they said, I went to church. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, confirm your word, Father God. Do it in Jesus' name. We thank you. We believe. We receive. In Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands and tell the Lord thank you. The urshas are coming.
1: To see everyone in the house of the Lord, do we have any guests in our midst this morning? We want to thank you so much for being here. Will you help me thank God for our guests this morning? What a blessing! Amen. Oh, we can do better than that. A heart of gratitude. Say, Lord, I thank you. To be in the house of the Lord one more time. Now let's all get up and walk around and say hello to our neighbor and just thank them for being in the house of God this morning.
2: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you don't mind, can you just lift up your hands and begin to worship? We know that Pastor has been preaching a series on worship. So God, we just worship you now in the name of Jesus. We bless you just for who you are. You deserve all honor. You deserve all praise. It is to you, God, not for what you've done for us, but just for being Yahweh. We honor you. And we love you,
6: Jesus.
2: You're the one true God. You are a
4: great God. Yeshua, you are a great God, you are, yeah, God,
2: mm. come on, from the fruit of your lips, just bless him, get in the habit and open up your mouth from your heart. Tell God how good he is, how great he is, how much you honor him. Yes, we honor you now, God. There is none like you, God. worship
4: you I will always worship you, yeah. as long as I am breathing. A voice in worship.
1: Come on, give the Lord God a clap offering. What a blessing to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Please stand with me as we read the word of God this morning. It's found in the book of St. John, chapter 4, verse number 24. Thank you for an atmosphere of true worship. We are grateful to all of our music worship department. Thanks for the dancing, for the singing. What a blessing. Thank God for all of our musicians. It's a blessing to be a part of what God is doing book of St. John chapter 4 verse 24. Very familiar scripture. The Bible says God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for the word of God. Thank you that we have a roadmap. Thank you for the blueprints. Thank you for sharing your heart with us. Thank you that we can say we know you Because we can see, we can hear, we can read your thoughts. Holy Spirit, we welcome you again and again to this house. Have your way. Speak to our spirit man. Help our learning, help our understanding. Lord, we pray for wisdom to apply what we learn. Give your servant an auction to proclaim your word this morning. Let your super fall on my natural. Glorify yourself in this house. I thank you that somebody will be saved today. I thank you that somebody will be delivered today. I thank you, oh God, that somebody's prayer will be answered. Thank you for miracles, signs and wonders in this house. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. It is in Jesus' name we pray. And the church say, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I have been teaching and preaching a series of lessons on the subject of worship. The first part of that sermon, we talked about what is worship. And in a nutshell, we told you, your worship is how you react to what God is doing in your life. The following Sunday, we, we talked about who can worship. And we pointed out to you that you cannot worship a God that you don't know. We also remind you that God has an expectation he expects you to come before Him with clean hands, with pure hearts. Make sure that your soul is not lifted up to vanity, and don't sworn deceitfully. We encourage you. Don't try to be a worshiper while you're trying to be a sellout. Today, by permission of the Holy Spirit, I want to share with us briefly on how to worship God. It's not enough to know what worship is or who can worship. You need to know how. To worship God. Amen. Amen. In the Old Testament. God did not leave us. Wondering. How to worship. He gave clear instructions. Clear directive. For the people of God. On how to worship God. Please permit me to remind you. What God told the people. He said to them, I want you to build a tabernacle, a building. And then He said, I want you to make a box. That little box is what we call the Ark of the Covenant. Am I still in the book? And He told the people that. He himself will come and dwell in that box. So he said, when you see the box, you are having an encounter with the presence of the Lord. And then he said, divide the building, the tabernacle, into three sections. One is called the outer court. One is called the inner court. And the third section is called the holy of holies. God continued his instruction about worship. He said, put the presence of God, the ark, that box, in the holy of holies. Then he told them, I want you erect a big curtain between the inner court and the holies of holies that will separate the presence of God from the people are you still here then he said I'm going to appoint one of you as the priest and he said whoever appoints As your priest or your pastor, I want to make sure that you know what he needs to do. When it comes to worship, that person must be washing his hands. Don't come before me ignorantly lest I knock you out. Wash your hands. He said, light some candles in the building. Then he told them, You all need to come and make sacrifice and pour out blood. Yeah. You see how they worship them. God giving them specific instruction. So you cannot say, I don't know how to worship in Israel. But please take note, they did that for years. Also, you need to know everything God told them is in the physical, in the natural. Everything God told them is all on the outward. Then you need to remember also, and I've been teaching you in this house, that there are two rams. There's what we call the physical realm and the spirit realm. If you notice, when God is talking to them about worship, every instruction he gave to them is in the physical realm. Stay with me. Ladies and gentlemen, then Jesus showed up. Jesus said, y'all have been doing it, and you're trying your best. But now let's go a little further. And the first thing Jesus did, the big veil, the curtain that was erected, it teared up. So that you and me now can get access into the presence of God. I always tell people the Bible is not complicated. If you will get hungry to learn the Bible is the thought of God. If you really want to know how God thinks, what's on his mind, read the Bible. Ladies and gentlemen, another thing Jesus did is to tell the people when it comes to this thing called worship. He said, you need to know that God who you're worshiping is not a man. I can preach on that all day. God is not a man. In the book of Numbers 23, he said, because he's not a man, he cannot lie. In fact, if God says something that wasn't, the moment he said it, it must become. I feel like shouting already. So Jesus is telling the people, hello, somebody. I know you've been trying to worship God, but let me tell you about God. I came from God. I am the son of God. The book said in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. Talking about Jesus. He said without him, nothing was made. So he told them. He knew what he was talking about. He said if you really want to worship God, you have to worship God in spirit and tell the truth. Now, all of a sudden, the whole system they've been doing before, busted. It means, ladies and gentlemen, you no longer worship God in the physical. To really worship God, you must get in the spirit. Just look at your neighbor and say, get in the spirit. Say it again. Tell him or her, get in the spirit. It means in order for you to worship God, your spirit, according to the word of God, is your heart. That means, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care how eloquent you are as a pastor. I don't care how well you can sing. I just watched some young people dance now. I was moved. It touches my heart to see young people. And they said, Lord, do it for me. I said, somebody found my page. But Jesus is saying it don't matter how well you can carry the tune. And some of you in the choir, you can sing. I mean, you can sing. I've seen some preachers, man, they can really preach. But Jesus said, until you engage your heart, Until you engage your spirit man, you are not worshiping God. I can close my book and go home. But let me put it in more practical ways. There's nothing wrong for you to sing. There's nothing wrong for you to run, to dance, lift up holy hands. All of that is good because you have to put this flesh under subjection this morning I was in worship and I had a habit of just putting my hand in my pocket and the Holy Spirit said take your hand off your pocket leave that holy hand so guess what I did so I have to crucify that flesh It's more comfortable for me to have my hand in my pocket. That's one of my way of being safe. I protect myself from you. You will never know what I'm thinking. You will never know how I feel. Because if I had my hand outside, if I'm really mad at you, my hand begins to, (laughs) my hand will tell on me. So I've learned to be calm, cool, and collected. But when it comes to worship, I hear the Lord say, take that hand up. And so I was obedient. So there's nothing wrong to do that. It's an act of surrender. But when it comes to true worship, what you really need is for you to cross over from whatever natural you're doing, whatever physical you're doing, into the spirit realm. Somebody shall cross over. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the key. You've got to move from the outer court to the holies of holies. Now, sometimes you have to see it as a journey. There's nothing wrong to get excited like we do. We get emotional around here. In fact, most of us, we are emotional creatures. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I enjoy it. They were singing one song earlier today. I cannot tell you the name of the song, but the beat was tight. Ain't no shame in my game. Man, when they start kicking it, man, I see my body just moving, ready to go. But you have to be able to cross over. Take what you're working with and keep moving. In that spiritual journey from the outer court to the inner court and to the presence of the Lord. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, when God is saying, you go to worship him in spirit. Many of us, many churches, we never get that memo. The problem with our worship in the body of Christ today, and I'm talking to many people, you'll be amazed how many people tune in to listen to what your pastor have to say. The problem is that our worship starts in the flesh and ends in the flesh. That is the challenge for all of us, including myself. And every day, you got to seek to develop your worship. As long as you live, you have to try your best to be a better worshiper. Are you still here? Mark chapter 7 verse 6, you remember that famous scripture, the Bible said, God is talking, he said, My problem with church folks' worship is that you worship me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. Now you see where the problem is. So I'm challenging you. This is not a message to condemn anyone. I am preaching even to my own self. My preaching is worthless if my spirit is not engaged. Your singing, your dancing, your giving, even your prayer is worthless Amen. until the spirit man right. is engaged. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, the book of Psalms chapter 51, verse 17, describe it. God is looking for a contrite heart. Not just a heart, but a heart that will yield to God. Are you are still here? Ladies and gentlemen, remember again, we have no more excuses. Jesus ripped up the veil of the temple. That which separates you and me, that which would not allow us to go into the spirit realm, has been removed. So, We have no excuse to worship. We have to move from the Old Testament, which was a shadow. We have to move from the natural into the spirit. So how can we do that, brother pastor? Well, let me make some suggestions. I told you I'm stealing this myself. I'm just believing and hoping that the way you worship God this year will not be the way you worship God next year. Amen. Open your mouth, shout amen to that. Amen. If you can say amen, say amen for me. Amen. I want to be better. I want to do better. I want to grow. I want to mature in the Lord. So, here are some tips for us. Number one, if you're really going to worship God, learn to prepare yourself. What did I say you need to do? Don't just pick the microphone and say, I'm assigned to open up the church today. "I'm, I'm, I'm assigned to preach. Or I'm assigned to take up the offering. And you just, you just jump up. You're not ready. You have not infested the time to sing this morning. You just show up for rehearsal. And you practice your power. Oh, oh, oh. You are tripping. So all of us begin to develop a spirit of preparation. You know, I wish I have time to dwell in this. No real boxer will go into the ring without preparing himself, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally. If not, you'll get your ignorant head knocked out. The same thing, the spirit. Satan, the accuser of the brethren, right. is waiting to kick, your, kick you. Right. Jesus said, So you have to prepare yourself. You already know you're going to sing Sunday, you already know you're on program to collect whatever or do whatever. So, invest the time to prepare yourself. Prepare your heart. Prepare your spirit. Tell somebody, I got it. I'm taking my time because I'm here not to impress you, but to help you and me that we do better. Another thing that you need to learn to do when it comes to this thing called worship is that you have to learn to release yourself. You cannot really worship God. I don't care if you're speaking, I don't care if you're singing, I don't care if you're dancing, or whatever you're doing, until you fully. One songwriter put it this way, he said, I give myself away. So you can use me? You, this flesh wants to be in control. Am I telling the truth to somebody? You have to learn to crucify that flesh. That's right, my sister. You have to learn, like David said, flesh. I don't care how you feel today. We're going to bless the Lord. (laughs) Flesh will say, but you know, we didn't go to bed until late. Flesh will remind you, but your back is aching. Then the man will tell you where you, you need, you know, we're going to the casino after church. You have to learn to release yourself. Some of you, I can tell you couldn't worship because you're constantly looking at your wristwatch. You are in the choir stand, you are checking your text message. Some of you, you can't wait. The pastor says, let's meet and greet. You run outside so you can check your voicemail. Some of you are reading your emails. Release yourself. Tell somebody I got it. You will be amazed <laughs> what heaven will do for you when you increase your worship. What's the first thing I say you got to do? Somebody shall preparation. What's the second thing? And then the third thing you have to learn to block out distractions. I'm preaching to my own self now. Let me tell you one of my weaknesses. My wife always said, why do you talk about yourself so much? You make you look bad. I said, well, if I have to be a doorkeeper or a doormat so that God will get the glory, it's all right with me. One of my challenges as a leader is that when I come to church, I am all over the map. I'm checking everything. Is the floor clean? Is the light on? Are the press worship ready? Are the musicians hitting the right chord? So my mind is cooking. Don't let anybody fool you. If you see me smiling, no, I'm not. I'm working round the clock. This brain has been trained To work. I can be at a family reunion and be taking care of a million dollar business while we're eating chicken wings. So, as a pastor, you got to be attentive, you got to be alert to what is going on. I can tell you what every choir member is wearing today without looking backward. I can tell you every greet at the door. Attention to details. But when it comes to worship, I have to learn to block out. Those becomes distraction even though it's part of my responsibility to make sure the choir sound good, to make sure the usher us, to make sure the deacon dig, to make sure the trustee can be trusted. Even though I'm all over the place trying to manage the whole thing, that's what leadership is about. But when it comes to worship, you got to learn to let go and let go if you're not careful while you're trying to worship, the devil will be reminding you of problems in your life. He will come up with, well, by the way, we don't have the rent for this month. By the way, don't forget your doctor appointment tomorrow. You will be amazed all the distractions. You have to train yourself. So nobody is a perfect worshiper overnight. If you say somebody telling you, say, okay, I got it. That's the biggest liar in the world. Run from that woman. Run from that man. It's a growing process. Are you still here? watch out for distraction. Some of you, you come here, you're thinking about, okay, who is playing today after church? It's now basketball season, or it's now football season. Some of you will even text me in the church, Rev, do you know the Cowboys are playing today? You are still here? Somebody shall focus. Focus. That's another thing that you need to learn to do. You need to learn to focus on the substance of your worship, not the style. Some of you, the only time your spirit responds is when you hear your tune. You see, like me now, there are certain musicians or certain music that really turns me on. I'm not going to tell you. Because if I tell you, then the choir will be singing that every Sunday. But I'm not the only soul. (laughs) We 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 are trying to reach the whole world. Oh, but the pastor like this. No, it's not about the pastor. So you have to learn to focus on the substance. Like one of the musicians today, they were singing and say, Lord, do it for me. You let that soak in. You zoom in. Zoom on what is important. Are you all still here this morning? How do I worship? Ladies and gentlemen, you need to remember something else. In Exodus 20, I'm trying to hurry up because some other group are trying to come to worship. In Exodus 20, if you remember, that was the, the chapter when God gave the Ten Commandments. Amen. Am I right about it? Amen. Well, let me remind you what happened, how it went down. God invited Israel to meet him at a location called Mount Sinai. Are you still with me? Then God told Moses, You, Pastor, you come up. Don't bring the rest of them now. I'll kill them. Then, right. He said, You come up. I can preach on that because, you see, I'm a pastor of pastors. Sometimes I want, and I'm going to do that, then in September I'm going to be busy. Uh, they're trying to gather all the pastors in this community and they want for me to teach them. Mm -hmm. I long for that. I look forward to that. Because you cannot go up to talk face to face with God. If you ain't right. God told Israel, he said, let the preacher come up. You all stay at the base of the mountain. Then he told them, he said, don't just stay at the base of the mountain. Build a boundary far away from the mountain. Because he knows their condition. A holy God cannot mix with messy people. So he told them, build a big boundary. And then he warned them, do not cross that boundary. If you cross the boundary, you get close to the mountain, I'll kill you. He told them. He also told them, You need to go home and read the Bible. He also told her. by the way, you know where you're going to find this? The problem with the church is that we just focus on the Ten Commandments. Chapter 20. Everything I'm telling you now is a chapter before 20 which we never read. Chapter 19. In all your getting, get understanding. I remember when they were interviewing me for this job, I told them this church will be our world church. This will be the place where people will get knowledge and understanding. Yeah. Most churches just skip the chapter and go straight to Exodus 20 and say here's the Ten Commandments. Don't kill, don't steal. yang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But before God descended on the mountain, before he showed up with power, before the people, when God showed up, there was thunder, there was lightning, there was fire, the people began to run. He said, you, now you see what I told you? You're behind to stay. <laughs> so read chapter 19. So he told them, he said, and if any beast, in other words, any animal. You know, animals don't know what's going on. They don't know this a uh, They don't know the, the big guys in, the, in, the, in town. He said, if any beast cross the line, shoot him down with the arrow. You know why I'm telling you this? He's giving you a picture of how serious worship is. If you want to get into the presence of God, you got to be serious about it. It cannot be casual. So before the people come to the base of the mountain, you know something else he told them to do? Now, keep in mind, they're not even going, they're not allowed to go into the top of the mountain. They're not allowed to to talk to God face to face. They are just coming just to see the show. He said, and then to see the show, don't stay at the bottom of the mountain. Stay far. Erect a boundary so you don't get your head knocked out. Seriousness of worship. Then he told them for three days before you show up. Purify yourself. You see what you need to do before you come here to sing? All of you preachers, you see what you need to do before you come to this pubic running your mouth? Musician, are you listening to me? I'm trying to help you. Say Purify yourself. He said, clean yourself. He said, three days before you show up in front of me. Prepare yourself. And you know something as he told them? That's why I told you where you need to read. He said, make sure you wash your clothes. Do you think what you wear is not important to God when you show up? When I be trying to get on your case, I love you so much. I don't want the wrath of God to consume you while you're trying to serve God. You cannot be a preacher and just show up here with all kinds of dread. With everything hanging loose. Details when it comes to worship is important to God. Prepare yourself. Cleanse yourself. Purify yourself. You are standing on holy ground. He told Moses, Take off your doggone shoe. I'm talking about how to worship God. Ladies and gentlemen, what is the message? It matters to God. You can't just come here and say, well, God God knows my heart, and then you're wearing flip flops. You can't just come here and then you show up. Hey, hey, oh, your, your, what you call this? Get that dress down. Somebody needs to preach the gospel. God told these people be sure you wash your clothes. What is the message? any meeting between God and his people cannot be casual. If you really want to worship, if you really want to have an encounter with God, I don't care what you do, whether you run the sound, whether you're an usher, whether you're standing at the door, it don't matter whether you're in the parking lot. Prepare yourself Walking in the parking lot is an act of worship. It's not always singing. Who <laughs> help me, Jesus? That's when when he showed up, he showed up with fire. He showed up with lightning. He showed up with thunder. You know what I'm trying to tell you? In true worship. You cannot stay in the flesh. You gotta you gotta you you can start there, but you gotta cross over into the spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, when I say crossover, you see this is the problem many professional musicians are having you don't need to take my word go research it they have learned some tricks some cute thing to say to get people excited but in real remember what Jesus said to the lady you go to worship God in spirit and in truth You cannot be singing, pretending to be in the spirit. And your heart is not connected. That's what those professional artists are doing. They have learned to entertain. They know exactly what to say to move the crowd. Sometimes they may have fifty thousand people in front of them. That's right, sir. Sometimes more, but they know the trick. While they are flying in the aeroplane, or while they are in their hotel room, they are planning it. They program it. This is what this is the button we're going to push at this point. This is what you're going to do at this point. They've learned the trick of the trade. But God said, you honor me with your lips, but your heart. Oh, I wish I could take you behind the scene. There's something we call green room. Yeah. Yeah. We are preachers. Hang out. A major artists hang out before they come out. You see, they're telling me I need to wind up. You'll be amazed the content of their conversations. You'll be amazed the lack of readiness. Then we wonder why miracles cars you wonder why there's very little science and wonder in the community so we need to prepare ourselves we need to move from the flesh to the spirit move from profane to holy move from secular to sacred Move from common to uncommon. Move from earthly to heavenly. Oh, I wish I had more time. But let me show you one more secret. I'll preach the rest to the people coming at 10 o'clock. Ladies and gentlemen, what is the locus? All of these things I'm saying, when you worship, where are you? The truth be told, worship is so serious when you begin to worship God, you are translated into heaven. You can be in your living room, but you then lift town. You can be in the church like this. But you have left. I told you last Sunday, the whole earth you are living on is on water, it has no real foundation. That's why God said, let me invite you to my holy place. Let me invite you to the heel of the Lord. you got a purpose it in your heart. I'm sick and tired of this old time religion. I want to be in the presence of God. I want to have an encounter with God. Let me read this to you in conclusion. Open your Bible to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. I'm going to begin to read from verse 22. So you can see what happens to you when you truly worship. You are translated. Like the transformer. You say, beep me up. Notice where you are in worship. This is New Testament, by the way. Verse 22 says, you have come unto Mount Zion. And unto the city of the living God. That's what happens when you truly begin to worship. He said, you are now in heavenly Jerusalem. Not earthly now. You move into the spirit, you're gone. Eagles, don't, don't be crawling on the ground like flamingos and pigeons. You move. You see, you find yourself in the presence of God. Guess who you are worshiping with? unnumerable number of angels. I I told you the story one time. I was preaching in our other building there and there was nobody. Nobody showed up. But I, I was preaching because I can sense the presence of the angels. The place was packed out. My church secretary she has a hobby. She works for the city, Sister Elaine, and she will finish at the city and come to the church. And she look into the building. She's summon preaching. There's nobody in the and she's summoned preaching hard. Miss Elaine is right there. In you. But I can see the house full of angels. Full of angels. When you truly worship, the Bible says you are translated into the heavenlies. You find yourself among the company of millions of angels. Can you handle this? The problem is that the church chose to stay with baby food. And then you hope and hallowed. And you entertain each other. And you come defeated. You went home defeated. No changes in life. No real breakthrough. And then you call the preacher. Why am I still struggling? You can make a decision today. To become a a better worshiper. I'm making the same decision. ain't no shame in my game. Ladies and gentlemen, when God spoke to Abraham, he said, right where you are, look. So God will meet you right where you are right now. I don't care if you are a baby Christian. I don't care if you've been so religious. God will still work with you. Right where you are right now, you can begin to elevate your worship. God said to to Abraham, from where you are, as far as you can see, I'll give it to you. Not from where they want you to be, from where you are. I don't care if you're Methodist. That's where you are. I don't care if you're Baptist. That's where you are. I don't care if you've never been to church for the last 10 years. God will take you from where you are and He will pick you up. <clears throat> Notice who is there when you start to worship verse 23. You are now in the company. Of general assembly. The church of the firstborn. Oh, I wish I have time to, to really break that down. About who is the, he said, there, now you're in the presence of God. He worship will take you directly to the presence of God, the judge of all. Notice what he says. He says, God, the judge, and the spirit of just men made profit. There, worship will take you, verse twenty-four, to Jesus Himself, the mediator of the new covenant. He, you find yourself dealing with blood sprinkling that speak better things than that of Abel. I got to stop. Now the wife got up. Everybody, stand to your feet. <laughs> worship him for everything that he's done for you. He is worthy of our worship. Notice what happens when you start to worship. Notice who and who is participating with you the angels get in. All the elders in heaven get in. Innumerable. You can't even number. Do you know you can really turn your bedroom? (laughs) You can literally drive all of heaven into your bedroom. people will say, but pastor, I don't see a thing. Well, that's the problem. (laughs) The people in the Old Testament, they see the smoke. They heard the thunder. They saw the lightning. Why is it that you come every day, I don't see a thing. See the problem with our generation? We have dumbed down. I'm encounter with God. Let's sing that song. Again. Lord, prepare worship one worship is acceptable to God that's Abel. the other worship is unacceptable to God that means you can come here and your shout is unacceptable your singing is unacceptable even your preaching can be unacceptable God will not take junk. That is why I encourage you. Begin a journey today from where you are. Enhance your worship level. The more a worshiper you are, the more all of heaven back you. No devil can hurt a worshiper. No worshiper will get stuck in the elevator of life. The answer to every one of your problems is to move from the flesh into the presence of God. When you are in the presence of God, No devil can come near. You are saved on your job. You are saved in your home. You are saved on the highway. Your children, the seed of your womb, all the trophies of grace that God has blessed you with, they become protected. If you don't believe me, another model of worship is Abraham. He never staggered. He said, you all stay here at the base of the mountain. Me and the lad, me and my son, we are going up yonder. Guess what they're going to do? Wash. He knew If he would just worship God, even if that child died, God can raise him up again. Our worshiper will never lose. Let's move beyond religion. Another role model in worship is David. David will sing, David will dance. David will meditate. David will raise his hand. I mean, he used all kinds. David will shout. But you know what? If you go to Israel today, people are still celebrating David. He never lost a single battle in his life. It don't matter what the devil tried to throw at you. When you're a worshiper, it will be back to the sender. Don't take some of this, I know I'm getting a little deep. But you know, when you're a child, you eat child food. By now, you're to be eating steaks. Hold somebody's hand. Let's pray. Pastor, you come here and pray for it. I want to hold that lady's hand. This thing is getting personal for me.
5: Hallelujah. First, we don't want to take for granted that everybody's saved. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So even online, we want to pray with you and put you in right standing with the Lord. Bow your head, simple prayer. Repeat after me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I ask Jesus Christ to come into my heart And be Lord of my life. Now fill me to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. I have it now. I receive it now. In Jesus' name. Now come on, clap your hands. Hallelujah. Somebody just gave their heart to the Lord. The Bible says that heaven rejoices when one's soul is saved. Amen. Like Pastor said, grab somebody's hand. I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're coming into your presence with thanksgiving. We enter into your courts with praise. The Bible says be thankful unto you and bless your name. Father, we come bolder before the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy to help in a time of need. The Bible says that you are present help in a time of trouble. So, God, we bless your name. We exalt you, Father God. You are a great God. You are an awesome God. And God, you can do anything. And God, we just bless you, God. We praise you and honor you, Father God. You are a great God. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless your name, O oh God. God, in the name of Jesus. God, somebody need a miracle in their life, God. God, you are miracle-working, God. Do it right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody need finances, God. You said you will meet our need according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Father, do it in the name of Jesus. God, let a phone call be that miracle, God. Let a letter in the mail be that miracle. God let a knock at the door be that miracle God and God we thank you in advance Father God somebody need healing in their bodies God loose it in the name of Jesus the Bible say whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet we come against every attack of the devil in the name of Jesus Satan we bind you in Jesus name we command you to cease and desist Every assignment you have against us, Father, in the name of Jesus, loose your glory, God. Loose your glory, God. Loose your glory, God. Let your glory shine upon us, Father God. All our steps in your word, Father God. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The Bible says your eyes go to and forth throughout the horde that you might show yourself strong on behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards you. God, our head is not always right, but our hearts are towards you, Father God. Our hearts are towards you, Father God. Show yourself strong. Show yourself strong, God. Show yourself strong, God. Everyone under the sound of my voice, show yourself strong, Father God. Do it in Jesus' name. Do it for your glory. Do it for your glory. Do it for your glory, God. In Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands and tell the Lord thank you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hand toward heaven. The doors of the church are open. If you don't have a church home, you can go online. If you don't have a church home, make your way down here. Get to meet with the pastor. They'll give you instructions. Father, every hand lifted unto you. We loose your angels to be encamped around us to keep us, God, from all harm and danger. I plead the blood of Jesus over us. I thank you, Father God, no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. I speak the blessing of God upon you and your household in Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands and tell the Lord thank you.